0: Well, hello, hello, hello. My name is Holly Iskra and welcome to my podcast. I came across this quote this week and it really got me thinking about things. The quote says, what if the key to healing broken families was as simple as shaking the need to fix each other? What if you could shift your mindset to realize they were never broken? What if all they need is to feel accepted for exactly who they are? So this quote got me thinking about obviously my life and my family and, you know, being accepted and who I accept. And, you know, I've always felt like the black sheep or the outcast in my family. I never felt like I really fit in. I always felt like my family wished I could be a certain way or just someone else. I know they love me, but I just feel like sometimes I'm invited to things just because I'm family, not because they actually like me. And I think this puts a strain on both sides. You know, in this example, it's, it puts a strain on me and on them. What if families could just accept the people in their family, invite them, love them no matter what, and not expect them to change, you know, just have them there because they like them. I had a friend that passed away a long time ago and this one time she was in a beauty pageant. She was an extravagant friend, very full of life. Always on the go, always doing something, always learning something new, she was she was a lot of fun. Now, for this pageant, she didn't want to invite her one best friend to watch her because she thought she'd be embarrassed for the way her friend behaved and her friend was Awesome. she was just really loud and spoke her mind my friend went ahead and invited her anyways but I know she was really nervous because she really cared about what these people in the pageant thought of her now when my friend walked the stage in this in her beautiful outfit with all her confidence the one friend she didn't want to invite was the only one cheering standing up, cheering, screaming, and clapping, whistling for her best friend on that stage. And my friend was smiling ear to ear. Like I know she was, she was happy she had her there and she remembered who she was. Sometimes when people we love are different from us, we can take it personally if they behave in a way we normally wouldn't. What if we could flush that fear and not be personally affected and just be happy to have them at our sides, just as they are? What if the way they behaved was not a reflection of us and just them being in their authentic light? After all, if we can't accept in full the people around us that we love, how on earth can we fully accept ourselves? And I think of this too with children as well, because sometimes my kids will behave a certain way and I get embarrassed, and it's I'm embarrassed about what the other parents think of my parenting. It really all comes down to me. So that's something I'm really working on, because I do want my children to be their authentic selves and be just who, who they are. And it really isn't a reflection of my parenting. It's who they are as people. I'm just their guide. That's what I believe. I used to hate my temper. I hated it with a passion. I could never control it. I was always embarrassed in my behavior if I displayed this side of myself and I would just bury it and try to hide that side of me. When I went through my midlife crisis, that dark side of myself would come up a lot. And I came to realize this side of me also served a purpose. It protected me. Anger didn't have to be such a bad thing. My rage would most definitely protect me physically when I needed it, when and if I needed it. And once I accepted that this side of me was there to protect me, I actually stopped getting so angry and out of control. And and maybe it's because I wasn't trying to fight it or hide it anymore, I'm not sure. But after I fully embraced the dark and the light, the negative and the positive about myself, everything started to balance out. I also got to thinking, do you think we choose our families on a spiritual level before we come to earth? Do we actually choose what we experience or do you think it's all just random? I had two friends die when I was 12. I started to think about life and death and I came to the conclusion that life was like a school. I felt that we came to earth to this dimension to learn what we wanted to learn and just like school, and courses, when we accomplished that, we graduated and we left. Laurianne was my best friend and she had a liver disease and she passed away just after her 13th birthday. I had known her since I was three. Aisha was in my grade seven class. She was a classmate of mine and a very bubbly, happy girl. And that same year, uh, she was run over by a city bus. I was one of the pallbearers at Lorianne's funeral and I can still hear the screams from her mother when her casket was lowered to the ground. So having experienced death at a young age, I've had a lot of time to think about what that means to me and what happens beyond this life. My best friend Jessica also had a terminal illness and Jessica and I met in grade 2 and we were inseparable until the day she died. We talked a lot about death, and she passed away in 2009. From the time I knew her until the day she passed, she was full of life, truly loving every day. She was my rebel friend. We experienced a lot together, and we were always side by side and very close. We had a lot of fun, and we definitely laughed a lot. She was very funny. But she never seemed to be afraid of death, And she really helped me not be afraid too. Are you afraid of death? You know, do you shove it away and try not to think about it? Or do you face it head on and have your plans all laid out? I mean, at some point in our lives, we will have to face this. So why do we put it off? Why are we so afraid? Like, what are we so afraid of? Did you know that anxiety is your thoughts in the future and depression is your thoughts in the past? When I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh. When I would get anxiety, I would stop myself and think about what I was thinking about. And of course, it was always something in the future. Same with depression. I'd be reminiscing on the past, feeling depressed. The only way to cure this is to be present. So how do you bring yourself to the present moment? When I'm feeling anxiety or depression, I try to think about things I'm grateful for. And I know when we're in that state of mind, it's very difficult to come back out of it. But I'll start, if I can't think of something I'm grateful for, I'll start by just saying, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. And I'll repeat it over and over and over again until my chest fills with peace and calm. And then I'll start being thankful for things like my eyes to see, my legs to walk on, my hands to hold things. And then I'll just go from there. You know, it's funny how certain things people say stick with you for your whole life. I mean, well, it's that way for me anyways. My cousin taught English in Japan And when he came home he brought me a daruma i think that's how you pronounce it and it's this head and it just has the whites of the eyes and no pupils he told me that you make a wish and you draw in one pupil and when your wish comes true you draw in the other pupil i wished that i didn't care what people thought of me And it was many, many years of that Daruma sitting in my room, staring back at me with one pupil before my wish finally came true, and I filled in the other eye. I learned what people thought of me was none of my business anyways. And one day I just stopped caring. And I mean, sometimes it comes back, like, you know, especially in parenting, that was a big test for me, and still is. Um, But in general, I really don't care anymore, which is... Amazing. So going back to that quote, you know, and accepting people in our lives and our families just as they are, I think that starts with not worrying about what others think of you. And then the way other people behave will no longer affect you as you see it as their life, not yours, and no longer a a reflection of who you are. And then at that point, when we accept who we are, we can fully accept our families and loved ones just as they are too. And with that said, when you start being yourself, you give others permission to be themselves too. I love that saying. So, I mean, don't ever dull your shine. Don't ever be embarrassed. Just when you're living from your center, I think that's the only way to live, really. Thank you for listening today. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode and you can do so in the interact section on Spotify. I hope you have a great day and uh, let's chat next week.